In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of my favorite things uh, that I like to kind of laugh at, chuckle at inside, is when people come up to me and they say to me, Father, I am such a great person. <laughs> I can't help but laugh. Father, I am such an amazing person. Honestly, I'm a great person. I hear this a lot. You know, I find it interesting that we think ourselves so great at times that we make excuses. It's a way of making excuses for ourselves from having to face the reality that maybe we aren't as great as we think. Jesus, in the gospel today, establishes a hierarchy. He establishes a church. Now, many people have their own ideas of, of what the church is all about. What is the purpose of a church? You know, you got people all the time saying, well, you know what? I'm a great person. I'm a good person. I don't need the church. I don't need to go to church. I don't need priests. I don't need the Eucharist. I don't need any of these. I'm a good person. That's all that I need to do to go to heaven. However, that's not how Jesus has established his church. Jesus has established a church with hierarchy. We see that the, the, at the top of this hierarchy is who? Today in the gospel, he gives who? The keys of the kingdom of God. Who is that? Simon Peter, very good. Now, the Pope today is sitting in the place of Peter. What is the purpose of this whole entire thing? So that a homeboy can wear really nice, like expensive red shoes and wear a nice little white outfit, put a little cap on his head and call himself, you know, the boss. That's what many people like to think. And many people are even angry and they can't stand the church. Oh, the church is filled with a whole bunch of men who just want to control everybody. The church is filled with a whole bunch of guys who just think that they know better. Is that the purpose of what Jesus did in the gospel today? Absolutely not. Jesus establishes a church, an assembly, with hierarchy. In anything, in any type of business, there is something called a CEO, correct? Now you can abuse your power or you can use your power for good. The purpose of the papacy the purpose of having a pope and then successors of the pope, which, be, which would be priests. The whole purpose of, of all of this is for one thing. It is to guide us, to lead us, to guide us to love. To love and to become like love. Whose love? Jesus. Otherwise, if we don't have somebody to protect and to guide what true love is and what it means to love God, then I can come up with my own ideas of how to love God. And that's what's happening in the world today. Everybody is their own pope now. <laughs> I didn't know that there were millions of popes. I thought there was supposed to be one, right? 
Everybody is a pope nowadays. Everybody wants to be in charge, and everybody wants to have their own idea of what it means to follow Christ. So how do I know how I'm going to actually follow Jesus the way that he's wanted me to follow him? Because you can come out and say, well, you know, um, certain things that the church disagrees with, or the church doesn't believe in, you know, I disagree, and I think that the church is just oppressing people. I don't want to give examples because I don't want anybody to get angry. People are sensitive today. You know what I mean? Y'all are kind of sensitive. So I won't give examples, but you know, what, you know what topics I'm talking about. You know the topics that I'm talking about that people like to use and say, oh, the church is this and this and this, and I disagree with the church because of this. How do I know what Jesus actually meant. If everybody can come and just manipulate the truth. Well, Jesus gave us a church. He gave us the Pope. And the whole purpose of that, again, my brothers and sisters, is to not let us become astray like little sheep that are going after false shepherds. And let me tell you, I have never seen more sheep in my whole entire life than I am today. You know what I mean by sheep? I mean people who are just like on social media, who whatever they see on social media, they're just following. Without asking themselves, is this what God really wants? Is this how I am to actually love God? Is this really truly loving God and loving my neighbor? How do I know what is true love and what is false love? How do I know how to love God the way he wants and to avoid the ways that he doesn't want? How do I know all of this? Well, we look at the church because we're not Jesus. We're not God. He is. And, and Jesus doesn't give us rules and regulations. He doesn't give us, he doesn't establish this hierarchy to, to control our lives and to oppress us. Remember when you were a kid, or even you kids that are, that are here, remember when you were younger and your mom and your dad used to tell you to, to not do something or they would say, you can't go here, you cannot do this, and you'd get angry. You'd get angry at your parents. You'd say, you know, my parents don't understand, my parents hate me, they don't love me, they're just trying to control me. And then, when you got older, and as you got older, you looked back and you said, wow, my parents were so right. I wish I would have understood and I wish I would have listened to my parents at that time. Now, for you kids out there who are thinking, I, Father, I'm, I'm still not quite there yet, <laughs> it's okay. You will have that day where you will look back and you will say, my mom and my dad, I didn't get it at that time, but I get it now. Why? Because our parents, not always, not every single time, but a parent knows what's best for their child, majority of the time. Jesus knows what's best for us. He knows what's going to hurt us and what's going to help us. He knows what's going to transform us into love and what's going to transform us into selfishness and pride and ego. So today, how do I really know if I am actually a good person who actually has love? 
When we look at ourselves, we always think, again, I said this in the beginning, we always assume that we're just, we're good people and we're loving people. But St. Paul actually gives us an explanation. He gives us components of what it looks like to actually be a person who loves God and who loves neighbor. We should ask ourselves. We should kind of do this kind of maybe a spiritual inventory of looking at ourselves and asking ourselves, am I actually a lover of God and my neighbor? He says, love is patient. What I love about this is you could, you could even, you can remove the word love and you can put Jesus there. Jesus is patient. Guess who else you can put there? Your own name. Patrick is patient. Ask yourself, am I patient? Am I patient? Am I able to put up with other people's imperfections and their weaknesses? Or do I just get angry really, really fast and I blow up at people all the time? Father, I'm a really great person. Father, I, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm a loving person. <laughs> See how that, there's, there's a contradiction there? You know, you can say all day long you're a lover, but your actions, love is an action, my brothers and sisters. It's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. No matter how much you feel like you love someone, if your behavior doesn't show it, then you don't actually love. So, am I patient? Love is patient. Patrick is patient. I'm going to be honest. I'm not very patient all the time. Okay? Just telling you all my secrets, okay? You guys tell me your secrets, I'll tell you my secrets, okay. Love is kind. Are we kind? Ask yourself. Patrick is kind. Or do I always have kind of that, that rude, you know, I don't, maybe I won't say that, that acronym, but you know that face? You know which face I'm talking about? And am I just rude to people all the time? Or my kind? Do I show love and affection to other people? Love, Jesus, is kind. Am I kind? If I'm not, I got work to do. Love does not insist on its own way. It's not selfish. Can I say, can I say, Patrick is not selfish? Can I say that? Confidently. Patrick is not selfish. Ask yourself, can you say blank is not selfish? Am I constantly thinking about myself and what I want and how I want it? Am I constantly with my own feelings, how I feel, what people have done to me? It's always about me. Whenever I'm in a conversation, I make it always about me. I always think that I'm right. And when I don't get my way, I'm angry. And I'm rude. And I react. That's selfish. Would I choose what I want over what the person that I love the most wants? 
Am I able to say no to myself for the sake of saying yes to other people? That's, that's not being selfish. Can I say, Patrick is not selfish. He does not insist on his own way. Love is not jealous. Jesus is not jealous. Am I not jealous? Can I say that my eyes are not everywhere else? Watching this one and that one and what they have and what they don't have. What they wear. What their body looks like. What my body looks like. How much money they have. Where they live. What kind of house they have. Can I say that I'm not jealous? Love is not arrogant or boastful. It's not prideful. Are we prideful? Can I say Patrick is not arrogant or boastful? Do you know what arrogance and boastful means? It means that you really talk about yourself a lot. And you pat yourself on the back all the time. And you're always talking about what you've done and how cool you are. <laughs> what you've accomplished. You're always, always talking about what you, what you have. You're constantly bragging. Am I able to say that I don't do that? Confidently, comfortably. My brothers and sisters, if we are not able to put our name there confidently, then we have work to do. And I think it's safe to say that we all have work to do, correct? Can I see a yes, please? Yes, okay, good, all right, all right. Otherwise, I'm gonna just call all of you guys delusional. Uh, because I'll be the first to say I got tons and tons of work to do. And guess what? Do you know how I do that work? I come before him. I just come before him and I tell him, Jesus, today I was really selfish. Jesus, today I was really arrogant. And I talked about myself too much. Jesus, I was rude today. Jesus, I was jealous today. I say it. I confess it to him. I say it and I confess it to myself, too. I have self-awareness. And guys, that is the beauty of the saints. The saints were not people who didn't struggle with these things. The saints were people who struggled and they knew their struggles, but they constantly came to Jesus and they trusted and they allowed Jesus to transform them. They allowed Jesus to transform them. We cannot transform ourselves. We cannot change ourselves. We, cannot, we, can, we can make actions, but in the end, the work belongs to God. The result belongs to God. So what are we doing today to really truly become holy, to become saints? That's the purpose of the church. That's why you're here today. You're here because this is, this is the hospital. And our medicine, our chemotherapy, our treatment is the Eucharist. And Jesus, in the Eucharist, he goes into our soul and he finds all of the areas of arrogance and pride and jealousy and, and, and anger and all of these areas, and he cleanses, if we allow him, to make us like him, to make us love. That's the purpose of the church. That's why you're here. And that's why I'm here. Not because we're good on our own, but because we need him to become good. So I have a challenge for you. I want you to go to 1 Corinthians 13 and look at this list of what love looks like. And if you can't put your name in front of something, 
like patience, kind, not jealous, not boastful. Whatever it is that you find yourself struggling with the most today, just pick one. And then I want you to look up a saint that might have overcome that same struggle, or maybe a saint that has a quote about that struggle, about patience, about jealousy, about being kind, about not being selfish. Everybody's got an iPhone today, and everybody's sitting on their phone five to six hours a day, literally. Literally five to six hours a day. And we are able to use our phone for a thousand wrong things, if you know what I mean. But when it comes down to doing something good with it, oh, I'm busy. I didn't have time today. No, no, we all have time. On Tuesday, we're going to celebrate the Feast of the Saints. So I really challenge you guys to find a saint, there's thousands of them, that you can relate to that will help you. On Tuesday, we'll be able to pick a holy card. And whatever holy card that you're going to pick is the saint that has chose you to help you get closer to God. To help you with your struggle of not of your lack of love so that you can grow in love with God and in love with your neighbor that my brothers and sisters is how we begin to work on ourselves that we begin to little by little we 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 fess up to our struggles we bring them to Jesus and little by little he changes us from within it's not easy but it depends on him so today, my brothers and sisters, whatever it is that you're struggling with as you receive communion today, ask Jesus, as I receive communion today, cleanse me from my anger, cleanse me from my pride, cleanse me from my selfishness. And little by little, as we bring it to him, he will change us, change us transform us into the saints that he's calling all of us to be in and through his church. Amen. Father, Son.